Good morning, everyone. My chicken. I'm going to put you right there. We're so happy you're here with us this morning. If you uh, don't know me, my name is Jorge Santana. I'm a associate pastor. I'm a pastor. <laughs> Let's leave it like that. I'm just a pastor. And, uh, and we are so happy <laughs> that you're here with us this morning. Uh, we're going to continue with our sermon series, uh, Sharing. And today, this morning, I want to talk about sharing love. And, um, you know, I was thinking last year, last Christmas, I talked about love too. And, and this is different. And I was thinking, okay, how I do share love to other ones without being fake, being real? You know, and it, this is really hard. It's more hard than you think. And, um, because it's easy to go and help someone and say, uh, take a selfie and put it on Instagram, you know, and everyone know that I love everyone, you know, and now it's there. I don't have to tell people. Facebook did that part or Instagram or Snapchat, whatever. But how, how we do that in a real way? And to understand that, we need to understand what is love. It's, and I'm not going to sing that song, What is Love? Baby, don't hurt me. No, no, I'm not talking about that. When I become a Christian, I, I you know, after being a, a far, far away from God, I, I started to go to church. I used to go uh, to a very conservative church in and I, one of my biggest issues is I always felt that I was judged by what I did in my past. And people will, uh, put that in my face all this, all the time saying, oh, look what you did. You used to get high. You used to do this. How dare you show up at church and doing this and all that. And it was really hard for me. So I decided to, to move. And I go to this very charismatic church. And, uh, and I love it. I love the music and it was all good. And I started to get involved. And, uh, as I'm, I'm getting involved in, in this church, uh, this church was all about evangelism. So they say, you need to go and do evangelism. We're all about evangelism. So we, we went and the whole idea is, uh, we do evangelism and then as people come in, uh, they take a, a weekend for something we call it an encounter with Jesus. Actually, it was pretty good, really awesome. But behind the scenes, there was a whole thing going on. So my, I remember the first time I went and did evangelism and I, I, I brought one of my friends and that was all good. He became a Christian and that was awesome. And we have to continue doing this every month. Go outside, make friends, do evangelism. Tell people about Jesus. So I did, but I, had, I didn't have any results. So I show up at church. And um, the pastor asked me, hey, Jorge, so who are you bringing? Said, no one. Nothing happens. And, oh man, that was a terrible answer. 
Then I remember the pastor at that time get super angry at me and he started to yell at me and I'm like and <laughs> you should see a pastor yelling not when he's preaching but it, it was awesome and then and, and he's talking to me oh, how dare you you know and I'm like I, I wasn't expecting that and 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 behind all that it was this love that you have to share but based into performance. As long we go outside and we tell people about Jesus and we bring people to the church, happy, happy, happy. Everyone is happy. Jesus is happy. And then we have this need to perform. Man, I was so wrong with that. Because many years after, I understand I have this pressure in me that I really have to go outside and I have to tell people about Jesus that I do, but not because... I have to do it. That makes sense to you? Not because I have to do it. It's something that I express from my heart. And so that whole idea of performance really changed in me. And I ended up after three years, I, I moved from that church. And, uh, and I learned a lot of stuff. But I always have that feeling back in my head. That I really have to remember those words from these pastors. That I really have to go there. So, when I do this sermon, I want you to understand. I have no expectation of you feeling that you really have to go. That after you actually finish this sermon, you have to go to your friends with a flag who say, I have to bring people to Jesus. I'm not asking you to do that. If you want to do it, amazing. But I want you to do it from your heart. Not because you have to. It's because you want to. And you love to do it. But I want to explain more about this in the next couple of minutes. And I want you to open your Bible or look at the screen or look at your phone or look something. And in and, First and John uh, chapter 4 uh, verse 9 to 11. And I'm going to read it. Say this. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves God has been born of God and knows God. However, does not love, does not, not, not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his, he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he love us and send his son as atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one have ever seen God, but if we love one another, God live in us in his love is made complete in us. I I wish 20 years ago or 15 years ago I remember this Bible verse when I have to talk to this pastor. I wasn't shocked. I I, I don't like confrontation personally. Um, so when if somebody's like I, I stay there and I'm like. I have this amazing fight in my head. 
I always win. And, you know, but, but it's in my head. And, and I don't process this out. And, 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 and sometimes this creates in me a really bitter heart. But I wish I understood this in my early years as a Christian. It makes a whole difference. I, I always thought that I, I have to do so many things so that I can gain God's love and God will love me no matter what. But I was so wrong. I had to do nothing. He did everything in the cross already. And that's why I want you to understand God loved us so much that He sent His Son to die for us in the cross. And that is the biggest expression of love. When we understand that in our life, it changed everything. Because again, it's not how many times you come to church, even though we love to have you here every Sunday. It's not how many times you pray, even though we encourage you to pray and have a personal uh, relationship with God. It's not the every day how many Bible verses you read in the Bible, even though we want you to read your Bible. It's not about if you are connected to a home group or not. If you come to every activity in the church and you are part of any program in the church, it's not just about that. We are here, and I would love to say that we are here because we love God. And there is no need to, to feel that we have to perform so we can have God's blessing. If you ever believe that, I would like to say you're wrong. We have to do nothing. Jesus did everything in the cross. As I was doing this sermon, I thought about my personal life and how many people in my life share love to me when I, when I, I was broken. I, I'm gonna switch to this one. There you go. And, um, I remember how many people shared love to me when I was broken, I was hurt. But there was a lot of people too who didn't show love to me. They shared, they shared condemnation, judgment. I, when I think about the church, and I always like to say this is a church with not perfect people. You agree with me in that one? If you feel you're perfect, let me take you a picture and I will... I will put your picture in my office. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I, I would talk, I would tell everyone about you. I met a perfect man, a perfect woman. Oh, my wife is perfect. There you go, there you go, there you go. Yes. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I have to say that. That's a point for me. But it. <laughs> There you go. So we have to share. I remember, um, as I becoming a Christian, I was so hurt for what I did in my past, and still living the consequences of everything that I was doing. There was a few people in my circle who will come to me and pray for me. Even though many times I tell you, I push them away. I, I was tired with people. <laughs> I don't want people to tell me what I should do. 
I don't want people to tell me, I, you should act like this. Now you're a Christian. <laughs> if I all will, always understood at that time that I have to do nothing because Jesus did it all for me and the cross. I don't have to perform. I don't have to say anything. I just have to enjoy God's love. Isn't that amazing? It's not amazing that to find that point in our life, God is just saying, just, just love. Enjoy what I did for you. That's it. You don't have to do anything. Jesus have quite a reputation. Jesus did amazing teachings. We still talk about that today. And, uh, and Christian and non-Christian people will quote Jesus' teaching. But what I love the most is it's not just what Jesus teach. It's how he lived his life. How he lived his words. It was so annoying for many people. There are a few people saying Matthew eleven nineteen, and this I love this. The Son of Man came eating and drinking. Oh Jesus! And then they say, "Here's a, a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collector and this and a friend of sinners." A friend of sinners. And when I read, when I read this many times, just just put tears in my eyes because I have a friend who is Jesus, a friend of sinners, and here I am. I always thought that to be able to get to Jesus, I had to be perfect, or at least I started to work in some areas in my life. But when I I come in this encounter with Jesus, I was so broken. I was so hurt. I was a mess. And when I had people in my church in that time that will challenge me to be perfect, at least you have to do this to reach Christ. And Jesus is like, hey, by the way, I'm a friend of sinners. Hey, by the way, I really love to be with you. This is what the Pharisees were having a really, really hard time. Because Jesus' word, love one another, is not just word. He's putting that into practice. So when you think about your friends, the people you hang out, or maybe the people you don't want to hang out. You know, last night, I, I, I was in Calgary. I was in Lethbridge in the morning, Calgary in the some point of the day, and I... I don't. I have no clue about Calgary. I, without that GPS and that app, I don't know how I can drive in Calgary. And I, I needed to go and grab a soother for the baby, and then I need to go to another store. I almost finished my Christmas shopping. It's amazing. I almost done. And and uh, and I was doing all that, and I I said, like, oh, I need to stop in Walmart. So I put in my GPS, Walmart was one close by, so I'm driving. I have no clue where I am. So I'm just driving there, and I say, well, this is a different, I, want, I, I am in the northeast by the mall. So I'm like, this is different. You know, I, I like it here. There's a lot of people like me, a lot of brown people here. <laughs> you know, like, 
I'm like, this is cool. I, and I'm driving there. I'm like, oh, policeman. Oh, look at that. And I'm like, oh, where are you? I, I don't care. So I, 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 so I, I go over there. I stop and warm my, and I park my car. And a guy come to my door and ask me for money. And I say, no, man, I, I don't carry money. I'm just a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> That, oh, I, I, I have no money. I don't carry cash with me. And, and we start to talk. And he said, where are you from? You have an accent. Oh, really? I say. And, and, and he said, yeah. I said, I'm from Chile. And he said a few words in Spanish to me. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I, and I said to him, you know what? I have no money, but can I invite you to, to, for food? And I said, well, I cannot eat at McDonald's. And he gave me the reason, very valid, and I said, sure. Wait until I come back, and we go for, for supper. And sure. So I come back, and I couldn't find him. So I drove through the parking lot until I find him. And said, jump to the car, and let's go for, 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 for supper. Okay. Um, so we, he, we started to talk in the car. He's a guy about 55 years old. And, and uh, we stopped at Wendy's, and we got meal, and we start to talk, and and uh, and tell me about his life, how long he's been in the street, and how hard he's been, and the whole story. And uh, and uh, and uh, the lady who was working in Wendy's over there, she's kind of giving me the look, what is going on in here? And I'm like, we're just having supper together. And, and by, by the very end of the conversation, I had to go, and he asked me what I do for a living. I say, I work in a church. I said, are you a priest? I said, I cannot be a priest. It's too late for that. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, and I said, oh, I said, what, are you, are you a pastor? I said, yes, I'm a pastor. Oh, cool. And then it was an awkward silence, about five minutes, very awkward silence. And he looked at me and said, do you know that everything we do, we have to put God first in our life? I said, I know that. I said, every day I try to put God first in my life, and I fail. I say, that's okay. We all fail. Not just you. No, but I feel like I fell big time. I said, that's okay. We all fail. Period. And then a silence again in the conversation. But everything with you, we have to give him glory and everything. Right? I say, yes. And then he said, can't you just pray for me? Sure. And we pray. Sharing love. And I'm telling you this. Because I, I got home last night late. And I, I, my heart was just. I was hoping to bless another person. But the, like we say in Spain. The tortilla flip over. <laughs> this guy is blessing my heart. At that moment. He reminded me. That it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about him. 
She reminded me that everything we have to do is for His glory. It's not amazing. And here I am trying to be the good person and, and all that. But what a beautiful moment. Sharing love is, is about being spontaneous. It's about to see the broken. When you see your family, when you see your friends, about to see those who are hurt and respond. In 1 Corinthians 13, this Paul made this big description about love. God is love. And in verse 4, he says, Love is patient. And I have to think and stop right there. Man, I have no patience. When I, when I share the gospel and I pray for someone, I really hope that that person changed just like that. Wouldn't that be amazing? They will say to my son, or I say to my, me, now I'm not going to say wife. I'm going to say to me, change, boom, Jesus, boom, change. My family knows how long I've been dealing with a lot of stuff in my life. My life, When we say love is patient. Love. So you probably know someone in your life that's going through a very difficult time. You wish that it can change so fast. But love is patient. Love is kind. So when we talk about sharing, it's to share kindness. Love doesn't envy. It's not proud. Does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily anger. Oh man, I have to work in that part. Love, it keeps no records of wrong. Do you imagine if God will tell us every time that we fail and remind us how miserable we will be? But every time we fail, God say, it's okay, I love you. Everything was paid on the cross. For you. It's always protect. Always trust. Always hope. Always perseveres. Love never fails. At this point we should be jumping and saying hallelujah. And be like this very charismatic black church. Ingrid, you should play the piano now like you like an organ. <laughs> Love never, never fail. These are the characteristics of God in our lives. We might be lacking a lot of this. <laughs> but when people see in us, they have to see God. Why? Because we are not perfect. Therefore, when we go outside, we recognize the people 
are not perfect. There's work to be done. We recognize that they have to see in us that kind, that love, that hope, that trust. This is a process we learn daily in our lives. It's not that one day we got it and boom, we're here, figured out all this Christianity and stuff. No, this is a daily process. Maybe in your work, maybe in your family, there's people hard to love. It's the most wonderful time of the year when family gets together. And all that, and you say, I love this. But at the same time, there's a lot of people with their hurt. And you hold in your heart the answer for a lot of these people. And that answer is Jesus. I just want to finish with this. When I was a pastor in Chile, I I did all the funerals. They were asking me all the all every, everything, and I had to do really hard ones. We were a, a small town of fifteen hundred people, and it will have the highest suicidals in teenagers in this country in a year. Well, 15 in a year that's sad there were almost churches in every corner so church wasn't the solution you think if church is in every corner it will make a difference no church is not the solution it's Jesus and one time I, I heard about this guy that he's dying and um, and I, the wife is a, a, a Christian lady, and it's like, no, my husband doesn't believe in God, and he refused to believe in God. He rejected a lot of people. You're a pastor. He will not talk to you. Sure, I said, but can, can I go? And after a week, they set up, and I, I went there, and uh, we start to talk about everything. Soccer, people in the town, and whatever. And he told me, So you're the new pastor? I said, Yeah. And why you haven't talked to me about God? You want me to talk about God? No. So why are we having this conversation? <laughs> so we start talking, and, and, he said, can I come tomorrow? He said, sure. For the next six weeks, I visit this guy almost every day. Uh, three days later, after we talk, he said, can you pray for me? I said, sure. I will pray for you. Two weeks later, he received Jesus in his heart. His family could not believe this. What is going on? He, but he always keeps saying to me, but Jorge, I did so many things that were wrong. I say, 
Yeah. So did I. But how God will forgive me is because Jesus died on the cross. God loved us first. From the very beginning of times, God loved us so much. So there's no condemnation. He died. Had to do his funeral. And I, I will share this part of a man who didn't want nothing with God. Just because we were willing not to come in a legalistic way to prove you, you should be a Christian because of this. When you show love to people, people will respond. When you are there in the hard times with people, people will respond. You build relationship and people change. I change. We both change when there's love in the center of that relationship. So when you go home, when you go with your families and and having these meals and visit your mother-in-law and your father-in-law and all that and, and your son-in-law and, and all like the boyfriend and the girlfriend oh God save me what are you going to show The worst thing we can do is to say, we're Christian, we had all figured it out. Oh, we don't. Oh, we don't. Because as soon as we have a problem, we're a mess. We are Christian, we don't have everything figured it out. But we know one thing only, that Jesus died on the cross for all my sins. And I understand he loved me no matter what. Therefore, my heart is so full that I cannot keep this good news. I want to be the good news. And I want to share this good news of the gospel. Don't keep this good news for yourself. This good news is so amazing that you can share with everyone. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. I, I, I know so many friends they're going through very difficult times and and I know I, I don't have the answer even I don't know what to say but God I just pray that you can use our lives so people can see you the God who love with no condemnation God I pray that you can help us to grow in your love that love that never fails that love that restores that love that is patient and kind God, I pray for those who are going through difficult times. 
I pray that you can surround them with people who will support them and help them. I pray for those who doesn't know you, like this guy who want to know nothing about God. God, <laughs> open doors, create opportunities, surprise us. In the next couple of days, when we go for coffee, when we are praying to show that that you care. Thank you so much, Jesus, for this church, because we're not perfect. We will truly depend on you, of your mercy and your compassion. There's nothing else that we can do to just enjoy and jump to this pool of love and mercy and grace. Thank you so much, Jesus. We honor you for who you are. Our Savior, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray.